This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. The Capital One Venture X business card earns unlimited double miles on every purchase. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash VentureXBusiness. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. While senators have released a highly anticipated $118 billion bill that would pair stiffer border enforcement with wartime aid for Ukraine and Israel, it seems congressional Republicans are already revolting. House Speaker Mike Johnson says the Senate bill won't pass there. More from NPR's Claudia Grisales. One key critic is House Speaker Mike Johnson. He says the only answer is to pass a hardline bill that House Republicans passed months ago. It would purge undocumented workers and drastically cut asylum, among other things. So he called this bill dead on arrival, even though it has some money for a border wall and a lot of other conservative policy demands. At a late night meeting in Washington, some Senate GOP lawmakers who'd initially backed the bipartisan measure now say they they don't think a procedural vote can go ahead this week. Former President Donald Trump has actively campaigned against the measure. The Secretary of Education says the federal government will provide resources for colleges as they navigate a new version of the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, or FAFSA. As NPR's Hiba Ahmed reports, the rollout has been rife with delays and technical issues. Speaking to a gathering of administrators in D.C., Secretary Miguel Cardona said money and personnel are on their way to colleges that are still waiting to prepare financial aid packages for millions of students. We are directing up to $50 million in funding from the Department of Education to provide technical assistance and on-campus support for colleges most in need of help so that students could get their aid packages in time to make informed decisions. The federal government still hasn't given colleges and universities the data needed to create financial aid offers. Most students have until May 1st to commit to a college of their choice. For NPR News, I'm Hiba Ahmed. Buckingham Palace is providing few details, but did confirm today Britain's King Charles III has been diagnosed with cancer and has begun treatment. Powell saying the treatment is not related to a benign prostate condition the 75-year-old monarch has. Officials say the cancer was found during treatment last month, but was not more specific than that. Stocks ended the day sharply lower after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell addressed the outlook for lowering interest rates. As NPR's David Gurr reports, Powell said that he and his colleagues want to be careful. Wall Street had been hoping the Federal Reserve would be comfortable enough with the progress it's made fighting high inflation to start cutting interest rates at its next meeting. But Fed Chair Jerome Powell poured cold water on that on CBS News's 60 Minutes. I think it's not likely that this committee will reach that level of confidence in time for the March meeting, which is in seven weeks. That led to higher yields on U.S. government bonds and stocks sagged. Powell said he and his fellow policymakers want to see more good economic data before they'll start lowering interest rates. David Gura, NPR News, New York. The Dow ended the day down nearly three-quarters of a percent. This is NPR. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has begun his fifth visit to the Mideast since the outbreak of the war in Gaza in October between Israel and Hamas. Blinken meeting with Saudi Arabia's crown prince as he hopes to press forward with a potential ceasefire deal and post-war planning, while at the same time decreasing tensions in the region. Hamas and Israel are at odds over key elements of a potential truce. Israel's dismissed the idea of a two-state solution for the region. A National Labor Relations Board director has cleared the way for a college sports team to vote on forming a union. 
As New Hampshire Public Radio's Todd Bookman reports, Dartmouth's men's basketball team seeking to collectively bargain with the school. Dartmouth's men's basketball program filed organizing paperwork last fall. The student-athletes said they hope to improve working conditions and make college sports a, quote, less exploitive business. Dartmouth argued the students are not employees and that the program actually loses money. But a regional director for the NLRB has ruled the players are performing a kind of labor. Michael McCann, a professor of sports and entertainment law at the University of New Hampshire Law School, says it's a major decision. Certainly it will affect Dartmouth, but more extensively it could have a profound effect on Division I sports across the country, depending upon how it plays out from here. The decision could be appealed and end up in court. For NPR News, I'm Todd Bookman. Crude oil futures prices moved higher amid a ratcheting up of Mideast tensions. Oil was up 50 cents a barrel today to end the session at 72.78 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington.